Hello, film friends. It's Friday, which can only mean one thing. Most of humanity is in self-quarantine and is in desperate need of some movie recommendations. Well, we've got you covered. I'm Jordan, the fourth friend that fights about film here on Four Friends Fight About Film. Welcome to this new mini-episode bonus series of Four Friends Fight About Film Recommendations, or whatever it's called, where each of us friends and a very special guest recommender recommend a movie for your weekend or your next week or your forever and ever. This week's guest recommender is very special indeed. He's one of our oldest friends. <laughs> and I mean old, like nearly twice my age. Hello, this is Stephen Grubbs. I'm an old pal of the four friends who fight about film. Steve has picked us a very timely and thoughtful theme this week. I'm in the restaurant business, and this week has been particularly brutal, not only for everyone around the world, but for people in my world where we are now pretty much unable to be open and, and do what we do because it's the socially responsible thing to do and because it's the safe thing to do. So it's pretty gut-wrenching to shut the doors on something that you've put a lot of your heart into over the course of a decade and not know when it's going to reopen. So that leads to my theme this week. Cheerer Uppers. These are movies that have become incredibly valuable to me this week, and I'm sure for a lot of other people who are avoiding public spaces uh, and choosing to kind of just stay in their homes um, and find things to do and not engage so directly with reality. Well, there's certainly not any arguing with that theme, so let's get started cheering up with... Hey, it's Hudson. This past week, my wife and I were looking for a good, harmless, feel-good film and landed on Stargirl, the latest YA adaptation to drop on Disney+. Plus. The best way to describe Stargirl is PG John Green. It's got all the elements you'd expect from a YA adaptation. It's got Leo, our wallflower main character, who learns to come alive across the journey of the film, and Stargirl, the manic pixie dream girl who gets a there and it's even got a wise slightly kooky mentor character to guide him along the way <clears throat> but there's a few things that set this film apart one is the pg nature of it really makes it feel uh, just kind of safe and refreshing uh, while still having enough edge of it to feel like you're uh, going along on the journey still invested the leads are all super normal looking kids which was refreshing um, you buy that they're real people uh, grace vanderwall who um, i was a fan of her music before watching this she plays star girl in the movie um, gets to do a few charming musical numbers in it with her ukulele really liked the music most importantly though um, under the direction of julia hart this is a disney movie filmed like it's an indie film it's quite gorgeously shot it's a very moving film and just kind of a joy to watch from the beginning to end if you're looking for something a little lighter this weekend check out star girl on disney plus so my recommendation this week is from a much simpler time christopher guest's film from the year 2000 best in show written by christopher guest and eugene levy and i'm assuming probably ad-libbed by the entire cast of usual guest uh guests there's really not much of a plot other than it being a brilliant mockumentary following several competitors and their pups in Philadelphia's annual Mayflower Kennel Club dog show. And that little bit of plot simply serves as the stage for each of these incredible comedic character actors to strut their stuff. If you've never seen Best in Show, prepare to be wowed by its beautiful simplicity. And if you'll be revisiting it, you may know that this movie acts, perhaps more than any other in my opinion, as a medium 
for reconnecting with these characters that feel like hilarious old friends. It's so charming and genuine and earnest. And for those 90 minutes, I felt like I was just sitting around in my living room with friends that make me laugh. It didn't make the problems go away, but it did lift the air a bit in that way that only a group of friends can. We could not talk or talk forever and still find things to not talk about. Best in Show is currently rentable where you rent things. And now we're going to take a quick sponsor break. We'll be back real, real quick. And we're back. See? Told you so. Real quick. So our special guest recommender this week is Steve Grubbs. And uh, he's a guy we know. Hudson, Lance, and Gibby went to high school with him. I met him years later when I was in high school. He's a sommelier, a restaurant owner guy, a songwriter, a writer-writer, and a bunch of other things. Anyway, he's an awesome pal, and we love him a whole lot. He's really, really smart, and I imagine he's got some great recommendations. I realize that most people who do selections on Fridays choose just one movie, and that's what I was instructed to do. But I'm going to take inspiration from Gibby and not do what I was instructed to do. And instead, I'm choosing three. Because I feel like that if you need one cheer-upper, you need three. Now, the first movie that I watched probably needs no introduction. Uh, I think it's a movie that pretty much everybody has watched, and it's 2008's Step Brothers with Will Ferrell and John C. Riley in roles that they seem to have been born to play. The idea is that they are two 40-year-olds who uh, live at home with their parents. Separately, uh, those parents fall in love and get married, and so they are forced to be stepbrothers. The funny thing is about these 40-year-olds is that they act like they're 14. So the, uh, the central joke of having these people kind of constantly wander in between the behavior of a 14-year-old uh, with 40-year-old uh, accents uh, and little 40-year-old moments. Absolutely hysterical, and they are uh, um, terrific in it. The second film I watched was another rewatch for me, but I hadn't seen this movie in quite a long time, and it was the Marx Brothers' Night of the Opera from 1935. I got into the Marx Brothers when I was pretty young, like 17, and, which is, I feel like, way too young to be into movies that old. But I thought it was hilarious back then, and I might think it's even more hilarious now. If you're into history and the history of comedy and vaudeville and things like that, it's pretty amazing to watch how all that stuff plays out in their movies. But also, there's an amazing sense of kind of anarchy and violently railing against reality and society and things like that in a way that's so satisfying when reality just isn't really agreeing with you and uh, it's terrific escape. And that sense of using hijinks and anarchy as a way to kind of rail against the reality of your situation took me to another character and that is Axel Foley in 1984's Beverly Hills Cop. Everything in this movie is a ton of fun from the banana and the tailpipe. You're not gonna fall for the banana and the tailpipe? To Judge Reinhold in what is maybe his best role, to even just like the villain's name, Victor Maitland. Yes, I'm looking for Victor Maitland. And then like everything in between. This movie's a ton of fun and is an outstanding escape. <laughs> as great as escapes are, the world is going through something right now. The service industry is definitely one of the parts of the world that is taking the first brunt of this. So if you happen to see any of the GoFundMes out there, particularly for restaurant workers uh, in your neighborhood, then I highly encourage and, and ask you to consider contributing whatever you can. Uh, a lot of people are out of work in my business, and so anything would be appreciated. Hey everybody, Gibby here. Weird times for sure, but um, if we're thinking of movies that make you cheerful, you know what? I'm going to do this. We're all going to have plenty of weeks to watch movies. Pixar, all of them, from Toy Story 1 up to Toy Story 4 from last summer, and who knows, Onward's probably going to be available here next week or two. 
check them out. You'll feel better. They do cheer you up. Any of them, except for maybe Cars 2. Maybe drop that one. I think they're all pretty much available on Disney Plus. A fantastic subscription for anybody if you haven't done it yet. That $8 per month is well worth it. All right. Everybody stay safe out there. Love you. Gibbs out. Hey, everybody. This is Lance. I decided to participate this week because I'm stuck at home like everybody else, so I had a little time on my hands. My feel-good film choice is an animated film from legendary Japanese filmmaker Hayao Miyazaki. The 1988 classic My Neighbor Totoro tells the story of two young girls who go visit their bedridden mother and end up having a magical adventure with the wondrous spirits who live in a nearby forest. I'm going to read uh, Roger Ebert's opening paragraph in his great films review because I think it nails why this movie is so great and a really good choice, especially for right now. Ebert says, here's a children's film made for the world we should live in, rather than the one we occupy. A film with no villains, no fight scenes, no evil adults, no fight between the two kids, no scary monsters, no darkness before the dawn, a world that is benign, a world where if you meet a stranger, strange towering creature in the forest, you curl up on its tummy and have a nap. So if that doesn't describe a movie that's perfect for right now, I don't know what does. So take your mind off things, relax, uh, enjoy yourself, and watch my neighbor Totoro this weekend. All right, y'all, that's it for this week. And this week was the last regular episode of Four Friends Fight About Film. So we're going to take a brief, we promise it'll be brief, promise. So we're going to take a brief sabbatical to get uh, the second half of season three all done and into your earballs. Here's to movies that make you laugh or cry or inspire or just take you out of reality for long enough to catch your breath or any other kind of transcendent cinematic experience. Gibby, I uh, think you wanted to say something. Thanks so much for listening and loving our podcast. We appreciate you listening to us. We just want to let you know how important reviews and ratings are on iTunes so if you get a minute to go in there and review us that would be awesome and Lance will give you a hug Amen. I ain't falling for no banana in my tailpipe